What's going on, Chief Coach Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So it's Monday today. Uh, Steve and I, instead of recapping all these games and, and boring you guys to death with stuff that you already know, we're basically just going to get into some of our shittier calls for the week, some of our good calls for the week, and then uh, break down some of these waiver wire guys, uh, you know, guys that you can go pick up and uh, off off of the wire and help your teams win. Uh, so before we do that, we want to remind you that, you know what, Steve, uh, why don't you get into what you talked about on Saturday? Yeah, so what Kev's talking about is the fantasy football site that we have been running for a year and a half now. So basically, I said it on Saturday's podcast. Um, you know, we told you that Friday got a little messed up, so we had to do a Saturday podcast. So basically, the website, and we think, you know, it's probably due to COVID because we had a much bigger following on the website last year. Our numbers were way higher. It wasn't even close. Uh, but this year, I think because of COVID, a lot of people are just not into fantasy. You know what I mean? A lot of people think that the season's not going to end, and a lot of people just didn't get into, you know, fantasy as much as it was last year. And, you know, you can see that with some of the numbers that ESPN is talking about, saying how they're saying there's some of their, you know, league numbers from this year to last year are, are a lot lower. So, you know, some people just, you know, didn't get into fantasy this year for whatever reason, politi- political or, or COVID-related. So, you know, we just haven't had the numbers. I mean, like me and Kev both have full-time jobs. We work a lot of hours at our full-time job. And then we spend 30 hours a week on a fantasy football website. And if it's not getting the traction that we, you know, we need it to have, then, you know, we're... It's a waste I, of time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really want to say it's a waste of time because, you know what I mean, I know some of you guys really enjoy the website and you guys check it out. But in the same breath, like, you know... With this whole COVID situation, it really is killing our time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm teaching yeah. my kid remote from home. So, yeah, me too. you know what I mean? Kev's doing the same thing. He, and he's got two kids. You know what I mean? So, with COVID, we're teaching our kids at home. I got, you know, a 50-hour-a-week job. You know what I mean? Plus, I come work 30 hours a week on a website. Plus, I do, you know, YouTube videos. And it's just, it's a lot, a lot of work for just two guys to be doing. So, something had to give. And with the numbers on the fantasy site, we decided that it's going to be the fantasy site. So what we are going to be doing to basically, I don't want to say put in place of, uh, we already started the YouTube videos. Uh, We kind of started doing the YouTube videos. This week, I'm going to really gear those up to basically be five videos a week. So every day we do a podcast is basically going to be a video. And we're going to do it in video form. So it'll be buy low, sell high videos. It'll be, you know, and I'll kind of segment it out to where, you know, we talk about the waiver wire and you'll see a waiver wire video starting next week. Um, You know, we'll talk about buy low, sell high. You'll see us buy low, sell high video next week. Um, You know, we'll talk about some of the game breakdowns and things that, you know, we like about this game or that game. And, you know, it's going to be a video. So, you know, I think that'll be a lot better a lot better for you guys to see us and be more visual and you know just i think it'll be all around better you know than doing the website and like i said doing 30 hours a week on a website we can put 30 hours a week into making really cool videos for you guys and we thought that was probably a better way to go so like we said we really appreciate you guys that you know check out the the website and maybe we continue that next year 
Um, but the only thing that's going to be on the website pertaining to fantasy football this year is going to be our ranks. We will continue to do our ranks and put our ranks up there, and we will continue to give you our DFS lineups. So Kev will put two of his lineups from DK, two of his lineups from FanDuel. I'll do the same, two of my FanDuel lineups, two of my DK lineups. You guys can go in there and check those out. But other than that, the fantasy website will not have any other content on it uh, pertaining to you know fantasy football. Yeah, and just with the traje- trajectory of the way the world works right now, like things are just more gearing towards podcasts and YouTube. You know, people, I don't just, I feel like people just don't read as much as they used to. So if you're trying to, you know, get a, you know, get information for waiver wires and stuff like that, rather than read an article, you'll just listen to a podcast or watch a quick YouTube video that's 10 minutes long or something like that. And, you know, I think that's kind of how, you know, the world has been working recently. So uh, we're just going to kind of keep up with the times a little bit. And I really like the YouTube idea and. You know, we'll we'll get in the hang of that, and you know, you'll start to see our faces a little bit more. Yes, sir. All right. So, what we're going to do today? We're not really going to break down the games. Like I said, we're just going to do good and bad calls that we had this week, and then we're going to get into the waiver wire guys. So, I really, you know, think that this is going to be a little bit better, a little bit more entertaining than just you know going through each game that everybody watched this week. So, uh, let's start it off with. Um, like three of your shittier calls this week, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I had some. Doozies, uh, we'll go with five. Boy. We'll go with five because we there was a lot this week. We had some doozies, that, boy. But, yeah, there was not just a lot, but there was also, um, you, you know, I just we got to fill time, and you know, there was definitely some some bad, bad calls on both of our parts this week. You ain't lying, bro. All right, so. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ease the blow a little bit. I'm going to go with good calls first. My good call at quarterback first, and then I'll give my bad call at quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right. So I already know Kev's bad call. I'm going to give you mine. Um, so I had Deshaun Watson. Well, no, I'm sorry. I had Kyler Murray at two, and Kyler Murray is looking every part of two right now. Oh, Ky- yeah, he yeah. is. Kyler <laughs> Murray is going off, boy. He I is. Say, he's going yeah, I don't even know how. That one wasn't really even like questionable like you kind of knew. yeah we knew that boy <laughs> and it is yo Dallas these cowboys are sad man without that they, they are they terrible really are, man. they're terrible they really this yeah. is insane andy dalton see andy dalton is playing like the andy dalton that we know and 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 hate <laughs> yeah. and see i love all the people that thought like bringing in andy dalton was a way of like putting dak on notice that they weren't gonna pay him and they could just man man listen <laughs> I'm letting you know there is no way Guess on what? God's green Instead earth of losing with... by three points. They're losing by 20 points Yo, <laughs> for real losing by, three, losing by 30. I would love to see Jerry Jones reaction uh, after this see, game. Uh, you'll see him. He's just, I would he's love just to... up on my TV screen. Uh, no, I'm seeing him right here, but I would love to like talk to him and be like, how you feeling now about Dak? Yeah. Do you still feel the same way you did three yeah. weeks ago? Would he, a, would, 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes would have won you this game. Is that yeah. what it would have happen like yeah. come on man it's terrible he is so bad he almost just do another pick he's yeah. oh man he's terrible anyway let's get back to this so oh uh, yeah kyler murray my bad call was josh allen man i thought josh allen was going to be really good against kc and i also didn't know it was going to be the weather that it was like that weather was terrible and he didn't end up being 
terror horrible, but he wasn't good, man. He uh, like I fully expected rushing, thirty. His rushing definitely saved his fantasy day and you that late touchdown to Cole Beasley. Yeah, you ain't lying. I mean, he throws for one hundred and twenty-two, two touchdowns, and then he has the eight carries for forty-two. So you know uh, the the. Let's be honest. The, the weather was terrible. The Kansas yeah. City Chiefs were eating the Buffalo Bills alive on every in every aspect of this game. Like it, it shouldn't have been as honestly as close as it was. But you know, my call was Josh Allen would be a top five guy, and he just didn't finish that way. He was, I believe, after looking at his scores, I think it was. I think he's quarterback twenty two this week after looking at it. So yeah, he definitely wasn't a top five guy. All right, so my best call quarterback was Ryan Tannehill. I had Ryan Tannehill as, I think, number seven I talked about the other day. Uh, you know, I, We had a little bit of communication issues, so Steve wound up having to do a podcast himself uh, to go through the games. I also did one, <laughs> and so, like, my if, – if, you know, unfortunately you didn't get to hear it, but, yeah, like, I had Tannehill at seven, and he's probably going to finish higher than seven this week, but – I basically was saying, like, this week was the perfect week to start Ryan Tannehill. I started him in just about every DFS lineup I had. Um, To me, there was no debate in this one. Like, And to be honest, this guy's a top-12 quarterback going forward. Like, he should be starting every week for for some of these teams because he's just on a – he's just on a roll. Did you – I read something today that I think over the last 12 games since he was imported into the starting lineup, his stats are so comparable to Patrick Mahomes' stats, it is ridiculous. Like, they literally have, I think Mahomes has like 100, maybe like less than 100 more yards passing. Tannehill has three more touchdowns. They both have, Tannehill has 31 to six interceptions. Mahomes has 28 to six interceptions. And Tannehill's got like a 116 passer rating, and Mahomes has like a 111. Like, it's crazy how good Ryan Tannehill has been, um, you know, since being inputted into the starting lineup lineup for Tennessee. And it's just because he's Ryan Tannehill, it's just completely overlooked. And he's just not the same quarterback without Adam Gase running his offense. I don't think anybody will be the same quarterback with that bum ass running their offense. So, you know, to me, uh, Tannehill is just like he's going to finish as a top you know, top 10 quarterback this year um, and probably should be started just about every week. I know they got Pittsburgh next week, a little tougher matchup, and there might be some better options. But, you know, just about every week, Tannehill should be a start. Yep, I agree. And my, and my terrible quarterback call, uh, if you listen to DFS podcast and followed any of my advice, you were dis- disappointed. I said Aaron Rodgers is going to be great in this game. I thought, you know, the run game was going to be a little stifling because Tampa Bay is so good against the run. And really, Tampa Bay was just so good in general. Like, the Period. offense for Green Bay could not do anything. Nope. And, you know, uh, I don't know if it was the Aaron Rodgers celebration in the beginning of the game when he, you know, kind of thought he scored that touchdown and, and did his little thing. And, you know, after that, it was just – after that, it was just ridiculous. He throws two picks on, like, four passes, I think it was. One of them goes to the house. And couldn't connect with Devontae Adams consistently. Uh, Adams looked very uh, – he didn't look in sync. Like, I mean, like the one play where he just 
it was like a 25 yard play down the field and, and he doesn't stay in bounds. He doesn't get it like just completely unaware of where he was on the field. Like just, this was just a terrible game for green Bay and Aaron Rodgers definitely paid the price for it. So that was definitely one of my shittier calls on today. Yep. All right. So let's go to running back. Yeah, We'll do running backs and receivers together and we can just do like three of them. You know All what right. I mean? And, so then we'll have, pick, and then we'll each pick a tight end, which we probably have the same tight end. Mark Andrews is just terrible. So <laughs> Mark yeah, Andrews for probably, real. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm going to give you my three good calls, I guess. Yeah. So I had I had CEH at four, and that's exactly where CEH finished. That's a great call. Yep. I had. Oh, man, I had so many bad running back calls. I had Miles Sanders at 10, and Miles Sanders finished at 6. <laughs> so I think that's a pretty good call. I think a lot of people thought with the Ravens coming to town, Miles Sanders would not be very good, and yeah, I didn't I agree. Miles Sanders at like 16. Yeah, yep, I had him at 10, so that was pretty good. And then Joe Mixon. Uh, I think everybody thought against this Indianapolis Colts defense. I had him as a top 12 guy. I had him as 12. So I think a lot of people had him a lot lower than that. And he finished actually as RB11. So he finishes an RB1. Um, so those are my three good calls. Oof, man, I had some doozy, terrible ones. So Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, this game is not over, but I had him at one. And yeah. my man has got eight fantasy points right now. Like... <laughs> It's, it's 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 bad. He's definitely not gonna finish one unless he you know unless the last three minutes of this game he scores four touchdowns. Yeah, that thing that ain't gonna happen. So that was a bad one. Um, Kareem Hunt, I had it three. He finished as like wide receiver or running back like forty. I think he had like six total fantasy points in this game. It was bad. Uh really terror horrible. And then. My last one, let's see. Oh, Aaron Jones. I had Aaron Jones as my number 11. He finished outside of that. He still is an RB2. Uh, but I thought Aaron Jones against Tampa Bay would catch the ball a whole lot more. And really, the catches are what saved him. Because, you know, he scored that rushing touchdown, which was a surprise. But I thought I thought his receiving in this game would be a lot more potent and it just was not he had like you know he did have a couple of catches but he really didn't do much with any of them so you know that wheel route on the left side would have boosted his stats a whole lot better because that was like a 40 yard catch but uh yeah that wasn't that wasn't good uh so my bad on them calls yeah and honestly the the touchdown i don't know how like i don't know why they took it back the yeah. Aaron Rodgers touchdown run. Like I was yeah. kind of lost because yeah, his knee hit the ground. Yeah. But he was like Yeah, yeah. Yep, I know. But he wasn't touched. Like so he he wasn't touched until the ball was in the end zone. So I was kind of like very very curious as to why they uh they ruled him out. Yep, it worked out because uh it made my Miles Sanders call a whole lot better, but it definitely didn't didn't uh did look like he scored. All right, so I'm going to get into my couple, couple of my good calls now. Um, first and foremost, I mean, 
I don't think this was a great call, but, you know, because I think everybody pretty much had him up there. But Derrick Henry, I had at number two. Uh, he's going to finish number one, obviously. Uh, just an outstanding game. You know, runs through um, – you know, run, runs through the, the, the Texans, 94-yard run, you know, pretty much just, just goes off. Um, you know, so that's one of my uh, better calls. Um, looking at this list, trying to figure out some of the other ones that I got. Um, I had James Conner pretty high. I'm at number nine. He wound up finishing number five. Uh, so I'll save that one. And... Uh, I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. I had him at 16 in this game. Where did you have Ronald Jones ranked? I had Ronald Jones at. I really uh, like Jones in this game. 14. Okay. So we both were pretty high on him. I guess that ain't that great of a call then. Um, But yeah, I mean, just the fact that he went off like that, you know what I mean? James Robinson is another one. Uh, all those guys, you know, that are typically ranked pretty high are, you know, good calls. Um, some of my work, bad calls, uh, the ones that I'm not excited about, number one was um, uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, I had Raheem Mostert pretty high. I had him at 18. Um, he winds up finishing, you know, down at 26. Uh, no. 20, 27, 26, 25, 24. So he's actually still winds up being a running back too. I guess that one ain't that crazy. Um, Devin Singletary. I had Devin Singletary at number 19. He winds up finishing, you know, outside of the top 30. Um, and another guy that, you know, probably was a bad call for me. Uh, was Antonio Gibson. I had Antonio Gibson at 17. He winds up finishing 29. So, you know, those three guys are my shitty calls for the week. Yeah, it was rough this week at, at running back. Like, you know, I had some really good calls, but then I had some really shit calls. Like, it, it was it was no gray area this week. Either you had really good calls or you had extremely shitty calls. Yeah. I will say this, just talking about the running back position – um, AP is great, but I want to see DeAndre Swift on the field more. Yes, like, like I, all know, day. Yeah, I, I really think that AP is great. He's he's one of the best running backs ever. But that dude's old. Let DeAndre Swift get on the field because, obviously, when you get this guy a ball, he really knows how to make things happen. Yeah, shit happens when he just gets the ball in his hands, so just give him the ball. Yeah. Uh, outside, like, he got a lot. He caught a lot of slack for dropping that touchdown in, like, week one. You know what I mean? But overall, you know, he really is. I'm I'm actually become a DeAndre Swift fan. Yeah, I I tried to trade for him in a couple of leagues. I'm in a dynasty league that I tried to trade for him. Uh, Not that I thought he was going to have a huge game in this one. I thought, obviously, he would have a a pretty good game because, obviously, the Jaguars are not any good. Uh, I did not expect what happened. But I made a couple of trade offers for him. And the guy that I was getting him from, that I was trying to get him from, was like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not trading him." He basically was like, "Yeah, I'm not trading him." And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I could give you this guy and that guy." And he was like, "Yeah, you know, you'd have to give me like something really, really high." So I was just like, "Okay." And then he does this, and I was like, 
Now I ain't never getting them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah he's, I never he's not leaving. Them now. I was going to say, I was I was thinking about it honestly before uh, this past week. Uh, Jeff in our league has them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was gonna I was gonna approach Jeff about it, and now he probably ain't going trade no. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, he ain't going he nowhere now. Yeah, so. All right, so oh man, these wide receiver calls. Uh, they really did just crush my soul this week. I'm just going to be honest because uh, I had a lot of – I wouldn't say I had a lot of terrible calls, honestly. Like, I had Hopkins, and I had Thielen, and I had Tariq Hill. Tariq Hill was a bad call. But yeah. my top 12 was pretty good. I mean, other than Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. Other than those two guys – you know, Alan and obviously Robinson. Tariq Hill and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson was uh, number five. So, yeah, A-Rob was bad. But, I mean, like. Even Diggs. I mean, if Diggs doesn't catch that touchdown, man. Yeah, Diggs. They, you know, he catches that touchdown. That really did help him. And I believe I believe Diggs ended up being, he wasn't a top 12, but he was, uh, I want to say he finishes a top 24 because of that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. But, yeah. So, my good calls, the guys that I was like, okay, this guy's going to be really, really good. Um, I had Justin Jefferson at 15. And I told yeah, and I told you guys, one or the other of these guys is going to be good. It was either going to be Adam Thielen, who I had at 3, or it was going to be Justin Jefferson, who I had at 15. Which, I looked at a bunch of websites, and Justin Jefferson and all of those websites was outside the top 20. And I thought to myself, that don't make no sense because, like, has anybody seen the Atlanta Falcons play football over the past five weeks? Like, to me, that didn't make any sense. So I thought both of those guys were inside the top 20, you know, even if, you know, it didn't end up that way. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson I had at 15, so, you know, that was a good call for me. Um, AJ Brown, I had at 20, um, which I saw him a lot lower in a lot of other rankings. And my last good call was Kenny Galladay. I had Kenny Galladay at 14 and Kenny Galladay ended up with four catches over a hundred yards and he should have scored a touchdown, but Matthew Stafford overthrew him by a country mile. Um, yeah, honestly, he should have had like. Uh, Matthew Stafford threw like a 35-yard pass to him that if he catches that and doesn't overthrow him crazy, he's probably a 60-yard touchdown, and then he has almost 200 yards and a touchdown in that game, which, oh, man, the Cowboys suck. The Cowboys are terrible. Yep. Well, whoever has uh, <laughs> Kenyon Drake right now is jumping for joy. Uh, we had a long one. Oh, dude. That's like a 70-yard touchdown right there. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Taking right. on drink owners that were trying to trade them and couldn't, now you're happy. Now you're happy. Except yep. you probably benched them. <laughs> you probably did, and he just went bananas. He just had a 70-yard touchdown. That's crazy. Anyway, so my bad calls of the week. Um, obviously, we just talked about one. Allen Robinson was my number five, and uh, – yeah, that wasn't close. I mean, I think he finished with three fantasy points. That's that's pretty rough. Uh, Juju Smith I also had high this week. I had Juju at uh, 16, which Juju 
damn near got you a donut. Like, it was really bad. And then my last bad call of the week was Darius Slayton. Um, Darius Slayton actually had a good game in this game, and I thought it was a possibility. He had he was questionable coming into this game. I had him outside my top 30 because of the questionable tag, and I really wasn't sure how Daniel Jones is going to fare against this Washington Redskins team with this pass rush. And uh, I should have a little more faith in, in uh, Slayton. So those are my three bad calls of the week. All right, so my three good calls on the week. Um, so I was with you with A.J. Brown. Um, I had A.J. Brown pretty high. I had him at number 14. Um, I just knew coming in. Like, I don't think there's going to be a game going forward where A.J. Brown is not in my top 15. Like, he's just he's just that good. Like, watching this dude play, he's a monster. Like, Mississippi that year? was just ridiculous. <laughs> you have you had DK and AJ Brown. Like, man. Yep. That's 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 awesome. Um uh, yep. Uh DJ Moore, another one. I had him in my top. Uh I had him at number eighteen. He wound up having a pretty good game. And um last one I will throw out there is I guess I'll say I guess I'll say Will Fuller. Will Fuller I had in the top I had as a wide receiver one this week. So, yep. And then my bad calls for the week, um, Devontae Adams. I know he got you double digits in PPR, but I had him as my number two wide receiver, and he just did not look uh, look in sync yet. You know, he did not look good out there um, in his first game. Just the whole the whole Green Bay team. Uh, then Mike Evans. Mike Evans damn near gets you a donut, one for ten yards. And Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup in this game just was not very good. So he dropped a touchdown pass. Him and Jared Goff was just never, never could connect. He had three so, drops in that game, dude. Yeah, three this was one of, drops. This was one. Of, this was probably one of the worst games of Cooper Cup's career, honestly. Yep. Uh, yep. And then tight end, I'll just straight up. Mark Andrews uh, was, you know, one of the better, the worst tight end calls of the week, I think, out of everybody. Um, I don't think anyone was particularly excited about him. Um, and Trey Burton, for me, was one of the better calls. I actually had him at tight end 12 because uh, I've been seeing the last couple weeks he got some targets. Um, he uh, had five two weeks ago, had six last week, and then in this game he you know, winds up getting two touchdowns. So Trey Burton would be my good call. Yep, yep, yep. Um <sighs> Man, it's kind of rough. Yeah. I mean, Mark uh, Andrews is everybody's bad call. Yeah, everybody. I, I had him as my number one tight end this week, and it was just. Yeah, I had him at number two, and he really, you know. I guess my good call would be, see, I, you can't really say George Kittle and Travis Kelsey were my one and two. So, yeah. and they were both yeah. good. And they're always going to be my one and two. Like, even with Roberts, you know, I know, I know Roberts had a really good matchup, but. It's really hard to put him over Travis Kelsey or Kittle for me. Andrews, you mean? Andrews, that's what I meant. Mark Andrews, uh, you know, I knew he had a great matchup against, you know, the Eagles. But to me, matchup isn't everything. To me, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, player talent. And the two most talented guys in this tight end positions are Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. So they're almost never going to be out of my one and two. Mm -hmm. But Andrews was my three. 
and I didn't think it was close. And Janu was my four, and had uh, obviously, if you see what happened in that game, had Janu not gotten hurt, you know, Fersker had like <sighs> Anthony Fersker, I think, had over almost a hundred yards and a touchdown. You know, that would have been all Janu basically. Mm-hmm. You know, had he had not gotten hurt, so I can't say that was a bad call. I guess my bad call would be Zach Ertz because I had him at five. Um, I just thought Zach Ertz was going to see at least eight targets in this game, and he did, but He's he was – yeah, it was just shitty. Zach Ertz is done. Yeah, like he, he literally just does not look like the same guy from a year ago. Like it is crazy how much he has digressed in – one year like last year he was good and this year he just is not like it's and i don't know what it is uh i really don't know what it is um i can't i can't even put a finger on on it's his contract he just don't he's he knows that this is his last year in philly and he ain't going to go crazy trying to, you know, especially with the way the team has been looking, his quarterback's been looking. I mean, it's like, you know, and Carson Wentz has looked a lot better over the last three or four weeks, but, you know, this team's 1-4-1. and one. It's like, why, you know, I don't want to say he has that kind of attitude, but, you know, he, he he's playing like it. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, so, you know, that's my bad call. Uh, you know, Zach Ertz is... Unfortunately, after, you know, after this game, you know, and I know it's a tough matchup against a really good team, uh, you know, a team with Super Bowl aspirations in the Baltimore Ravens, but I just don't know, see how I can get Zach Ertz even inside my top eight for the rest of the season if he's going to continue to look the way he has. Like, he, he you know, it's going to be hard for me to get him in my top 12 if he continues to look the way he has. Well, he's out for three to four weeks now, so you're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's move on to the waiver wire. Uh, we'll start off in the waiver wire at the quarterback position. Um, I'm going to mention three names. Uh, if you have any more, you can toss them out there, and then we'll just order them on which guys are most relevant. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Tannehill on ESPN is 54% owned. Carson Wentz is 50% owned. Justin Herbert, 45% owned. you have any other quarterbacks? No, not really, because Ryan Fitzpatrick went over, you know, went over 50% last week after that really big game. He's at 61%. Um, Jared Goff is just over 50%. Um, and then, you know, basically everybody else is, is owned. There's not really anybody in the lower tier. I guess Teddy Bridgewater would be the one guy that I would say, even, you know, I know he had a terrible game against this Bears defense, but if you look at Teddy's game logs, you know, been pretty good, but yeah. he's also had very good matchups. Yeah, he's got he's had good matchups, but the matchups, the good matchups really start to roll because New Orleans has not looked good against the past. He, no. he and he gets New Orleans this week, then yeah, he gets Atlanta. Why? Which makes me a little bit more worried about it. Yeah, so you get New Orleans this week. It's Atlanta the week after that. Uh, Atlanta week after that is nice. Yeah, so you know if you have bye weeks week eight, you know I'm going to tell you to pick up Teddy. Um. Then he gets Tampa Bay, which you're not doing that. No way in hell. But then he gets Detroit and Minnesota back-to-back games. Uh, and in the fantasy playoffs, he gets Denver, Green Bay, and Washington. So I kind of like that. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that you're going to start Teddy in your in your playoffs, but 
What I am saying is if you need a guy, you can fill in Teddy at least five games over the next eight. Yeah. Yeah. So out of out of the guys, I mean, we pretty much, you know, you mentioned uh, Goff and Ryan Fitzpatrick, both over 50 percent. Uh, Tannehill is 54 percent. Wentz, just over 50 percent. Um, but. Justin Herbert, if you need a quarterback this week, is – or no, I'm sorry, that – bloop, scratch that. I was thinking about last week. He was going to come <laughs> – I was thinking about that Jets game because I know he's got the Jets coming up. But even still, Justin Herbert is definitely a guy that should be owned, especially if you're in any kind of keeper league or anything like that because, you know, this guy's putting up 300-yard know, games every week, it mm, seems yep. like. And, you know, with a team – with a, you know – just with with numbers like that, you know, he's just ultimately successful. So, you know, to me, Justin Herbert is uh, definitely a guy that needs to be rostered. I agree. All right. Uh, a couple running backs I will throw out there. There's not really too, too many. Nah, this is a bad, a bad running back week. Yeah, if you need a running back this week, Boston Scott, uh, you know, Miles Sanders is going to be out well, definitely for this game, maybe for two weeks. So if you're looking for a running back for the next couple of weeks, Boston Scott uh, could be a nice fill-in. Um, J.D. McKissick has had six catches in at least three straight games with 40 yards. So that's double-digit fantasy points almost every week mm-hmm. uh, in PPR. So that's definitely something you want to pay attention to. Not a guy I'm exactly high on going to grab, but uh, if you're looking for a potential start down the road, I mean, we talked about this last week, uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, um, as long as Adam Gase is there, which I don't even know how, how did he not get fired? They just got shut out by the Dolphins. How did he not get fired today? Bro, I'm, I'm... Like you've seen two coaches already get fired. The jet, what are you doing in New York? Like, just, just get, move on. Like, I just don't understand it. He, he has to have pictures of somebody's wife. He's got to have pictures of somebody's wife. Yep. Yep. I, because, I don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, well, Michael P. Ryan may eventually take over that job and, and just so that they can see what, you know, what they have in the younger kid. But it, you know, as long as Adam Gates is there, Frank Gore is going to be getting some work because, he, I guess, thinks that his team is still good. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards is another one with Mark Ingram potentially, uh, you know, being hurt. I know they said he's going to be ready for uh, the game. They do have a bye next week, and they said he's going to be ready for the Pittsburgh game. So, you know, Gus Edwards is lower on the list, but you never know what could happen. Because to me, J.K. Dobbins hasn't looked very good. I mean, he's had his flashes here and there, but Gus Edwards has looked – you know, he's looked for the last couple years just as like a guy who just five yards every time he touches the ball. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, any wide receivers you want to throw at me, Steve? Uh, looking at the wide receivers. Um, this is a bad waiver wire week. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, that past two weeks have been terrible. But yeah. Keelan Cole with uh dj chark being hurt is a guy that i would take a stab at you know i mean he finishes with 20 over 20 fantasy points in this game um you know i i'm not super excited about him but it is what it is travis fulgham is for real 
Uh, and Travis Fulgham is at 47.2%, so he may be available in your league. And I would definitely spend some money on this dude. Or, you know, if you have the number one waiver wire, he'd probably be the guy that I go after. Um, there's a lot of other guys that had big weeks that I'm not really super excited about. You know what I mean? You had Zach Pascal have over 15 fantasy points. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, Marcus Johnson, uh, he is now with the Indianapolis. Well, he's, you know, basically he had a five for 108 game, uh, which yeah. I don't think anybody thought was going to happen. Uh, and you kind of thought that it would be T. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. T.I. Hilton is, is officially droppable. You can drop T.Y. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm over he it. He caught a touchdown in this game that was called back, I think, because of a hold. Yeah. But outside of that, I think he caught, like, one ball for 11 on five targets. Yeah, he was bad. And Phillip Rivers, just to me, obviously just doesn't want – like, doesn't have any kind of rapport with T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton has dropped a couple of balls this year um, that probably should have been caught – and, you know, you lose confidence in a new quarterback real quick when you're not catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, T. Higgins, really... for me, at 43.8% owned. If you don't – if T. Higgins is on your waiver wire, go get him now. Like, yeah. he, he He's ahead of Travis Fulcom for me. Like, yeah. T. Higgins should have been owned, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, and honestly, T. Higgins is – like, I don't have him – available in any of the leagues that i'm in like he's not available in any leagues that i'm in because i have picked him up or somebody else has picked him up so Mm -hmm. um and there's guys like rashad perryman you had uh inman get in the end zone this week you had preston williams Williams. like there's just a lot of guys and i've been beating the drum for cole beasley for like yeah I don't know, weeks at this point. And a dude once again gets in the end zone, has four catches for 40 yards. Like he's double-digit points every single week, and for some reason he's only not even 30% owned, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, And the only last guy that I guess I'll talk about is we all assumed that Nicole Hardman would be the guy, you know, without Sammy Watkins. And that's not what I saw in this game against the Bills. Uh, To me it was Demarcus Robinson. Yeah that had a lot more targets and was a lot more involved in the past passing offense. And, uh, you know, to me, Demarcus Robinson, as long as Sammy Watkins is going to be out, is going to be the guy that sees, you know, just more targets. You are going to have that big boomer bust week from Nicole Hardman, but for some reason, Patrick Holmes likes to throw to Robinson when, you know, Sammy's out. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I would yeah, t- take Harper wasn't even really on the field like that. Like, yeah, it, it not was, like at like, all. They had, they had uh, Byron Pringle out there a lot more today. Like Pringle yep. was making more catches. At first, I thought he was hurt, but then I seen yeah. him in the game a little bit in the third quarter, and I'm like, okay, that's number eleven. Like, where, what the hell's going on? And like he literally, like Kev said, he just wasn't on the field. And I watch every Bills game like start to finish like a hawk. Like I don't take my eyes off the TV when the, my Bills are playing and. I just didn't see Hardman on the field a whole lot when that offense was out there. So, you know, take that for what it is. Yeah, Tim Patrick is the last one. Um, Tim Patrick is at back-to-back 100-yard games. Obviously looks good in this offense. Uh, So, to me, I know, you know, I think they get um, a couple tough matchups with um, Kansas City and um, the Chargers. But then that's followed up by Atlanta. So, 
you know, Tim Patrick definitely needs to be owned at this point because it's obvious these quarterbacks are looking for him. Yes, sir. And tight end, how do you feel about Trey Burton, Darren Fells, Anthony Fersker, uh, you know, or Dallas Goddard? Dallas Goddard's another one. Like with Zach Ertz out, they're saying Goddard will be back next week. Uh, you know, after this week, so I would pick him up now and just stick Hell him yeah. in on your, on your IR spot because he's going to be tight end gold when he comes back. Yep, I agree. Um, so fails the. Now that Jordan Aikens, Jordan Aikens has been out. Yeah, so. and fails has been stepping up. So as long as fa- as long as there's only one guy in you know in Houston. Then I like that a whole lot better than both of those guys, and that's been the biggest issue with either one of those guys when they're playing and the other guys out. If the other guys out, then yeah, I want to play them. But if the other guys in, then I kind of don't want to play them because they're kind of both used, and you don't know which one's going to score the touchdown. So yep. uh, I would pick up fails if we know that Aikens is out for you know another week or two. But other than that, you know, um, I don't know when Mo Ali Cox will be back. So maybe, you know, maybe I do that. But I, you know, I. Yeah. I hope I have a better tight end. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, if Moali Cox is out, I really do like Trey Burton. Uh, just Moali Cox has to be out. Um, you know, outside of that, like like Steve said, there's not really nothing. I mean, Fersker, you know, you can't really – I don't think you can count on that production without, you know, even without Janu there. Uh, you know, definitely would want to see him do that again before I was going to pick him up and waste a roster spot on him. But that is pretty much it for the waiver wire. Like we said, the last couple of weeks on the waiver wire has been really, really difficult and really, really ugly. So uh, crazy. Yep, that is it for tonight's podcast. Uh, remember to we got the YouTube channel coming, and we still will have our ranks and some DFS lineups up on our website. So check all that stuff out. Um, and until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.